if you're a regular listener to this program, A, thank you, and B, you probably aren't all that surprised by how this team has started this season. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The Penguins are 2-0-1 after uh, three points out of four road trip through the state of Florida and then coming home and just clubbing the Blackhawks 5-2 in the opener at PPG Paints Arena. And it's been really convincing, hasn't it? I mean, this has been thorough. You could go through almost every facet that a coach would care to measure about a team's performance or even the individual performances and give really glowing grades. And you can say on one hand, ah, Saturday Night Blackhawks, they played the night before, they stink anyway. Okay, what about beating the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs on their ice after they raised a banner? How about going into Sunrise and taking on the team that I think might end up being the best in the conference and overcoming a two-goal deficit, turning it into a two-goal lead before most unfortunately blowing it in the third period and then losing in overtime. But, you know, how about that as well? It's starting to look like this team has a capability to be better than most people thought, but it's also really starting to look like, if we get right down to it, a Mike Sullivan team. He was my focus through most of the summer and then into training camp. He was the reason I felt they could compete because he has a history of getting this out of his players whenever the stars are down. And he is most responsible for what we've seen. Now, I say that, and he would really, really, really disagree with everything I just said because he's not out on the ice. He's not playing. Hasn't played for a really long time. What he would agree with is the other night when he became the winningest coach in franchise history and he said thank you to the team in the locker room and you can hear Evgeny Malkin in the background saying, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what Sullivan would agree with that the players are the ones that win things for him. But somebody has to lead. Somebody has to organize. Somebody has to create an environment where they believe that they can succeed without their starters and that they have the model, the structure, in which to do so. I love the way this team is playing right now. And the only cringy thing I have in watching it is that it might go away. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by 
The very good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need, they in turn need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you turns into five full meals for those who are hungry. pittsburghfoodbank.org The other night in Sunrise, I asked Evan Rodriguez what it is about the Mike Sullivan system that the players for real seem to enjoy. And you will love the answer he gave me. Um, it's fast paced. It's offensive. It's, you know, it's not sitting back waiting for the other team to set up. It's, it's, uh, I wouldn't say run and gun, but it's, it's fast paced, you know, and when the puck gets out of their zone, we turn it around and get right back after it. Um, we don't like to sit back and it's a fun way to play hockey. It's a, you know, it's, it's fun being hard nosed in their face. Um, you know, when you have to sit back all game, it gets real boring. So, um, it's a fun way to play and, uh, I think we've done a good job with it so far. This really is the key. Look, I'm here for Danton Heinen scoring a goal in every single game he plays. The Anaheim guy has stuck it in my face a hundred times over, and I'm totally here for that, okay? If he ends up with 82 goals this year, they can rename the Rocket Richard Trophy the Anaheim guy trophy, and I'm totally fine with that, all right? Other guys have been something of a surprise. I don't think any of us could have envisioned Drew O'Connor being this effective because we hadn't seen Drew O'Connor skate like this. He worked toward that. There have been a couple of guys who have risen up in isolation. But for the most part, we are talking about a hockey team that has come together embracing the system that it plays, not because the coach is a meanie and he wags his finger at them and tells them play the system or else, but because it's actually fun. When I was in uh, Tampa last week in a press room setting, I heard somebody, I can't even remember the context right now, I heard somebody asking something to the effect of the Penguins uh, playing a real defensive style or really cautious style in the absence of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. I'm thinking, cautious? Did you? Are you watching this team? Did you see any of preseason or, or even, you know, camp or scrimmage settings? This isn't a cautious style. It's smart. It's responsible. But cautious, I think of Jacques Lemaire when I think of cautious to date myself. I think of the Devils from the 90s. I think of the Minnesota Wild from 15 years ago where they would just basically stand back in the neutral zone and wiggle their sticks and wait for you. That's not this. That is not this at all. This team is in your face, to borrow what you just heard from Rodriguez. They are all over you. If you have that puck... They hate you, and they want to get that puck from you. There is no one at any level of hockey who wouldn't enjoy playing that way. What the coach does demand of you is that you don't just do something dumb with the puck once you get it. He wants you to be Dominic Simone with that puck, right up until it's time to shoot and score, of course, but my point stands. He wants you to do something intelligent with it once you get it. 
That's not asking a whole lot. And that's certainly not the antithesis of fun. Because if you do something smart with the puck and you give it to a teammate, chances are you're going to get it back at some point. You're going to sustain your possession. You're going to sustain your time in the attack zone. And you're going to sustain your chances of scoring a goal. And what's more fun in hockey than scoring a goal? It is to this coach's immense credit that as obscenely early as it is in this season, and I'm trying to keep this in perspective, it's 2-0-1 out of an 82-game schedule. He has put in a system that his players can't wait to get on the rink to deploy. And it does work defensively. It does make the team better overall defensively, I think, than its personnel should allow. Want me to put that in blunt terms? Look at the Penguins' individual defensemen, one through six. Take it one through eight if you want. And ask yourself, which one of those guys is a stalwart, like a real ace guy defensively? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say Chris Letang when he's completely on top of his game. You could throw that in for Brian Dumoulin when he's in playoff form. But really, you're not talking about a, a trove of Norris Trophy candidates there. Certainly not from the defensive standpoint. Why do they succeed? Because they have the puck. And the other guys have a really, really, really small chance of scoring when you have the puck. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that comes to you courtesy of FuboTV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. FuboTV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, so you can watch, you know, the hockey team. And right now, FuboTV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just visit FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, FuboTV.com slash DK. Brian Bronstein has our J1Q, and Brian asks, DK, do you think that there can be a mentality among the players collectively where they feel like they can take their foot off the gas and become passengers when 87 and 71 are healthy out there, and when they're not, the level of, the level of effort gets ratcheted up? Brian, yes. Okay? <laughs> yes is my very emphatic, simple answer to what you bring up here. Because it's not so much that Sid and Gino, or even other guys when they're out of the lineup, like uh, you know Latang or Gensel, when they're out, that they come back and ruin everything. Which I think has been some of the misperception about this stuff, especially when it comes to Gino. Because Gino comes back in his first shift, he'll make a grotesque giveaway, and everyone will go, "Gino's here to kill everything. This it's all over." It it it's not like that. The part of this that's human nature, and maybe even to an extent understandable, is that these players see this living legend go over the boards. 
and you just think to yourself, oh, it's gonna be just a little bit easier because he's here. Try as hard as you can to put yourself in these players' skates, and you'll absolutely be able to picture what I'm saying. Any of you who have participated in any team sport at any level where you were out there with a player who was great for your level, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll pass to that player. You'll defer to that player. You'll get caught looking at that player. And as a result, you won't be the best version of yourself, and you won't be putting in to the team process everything from your own play that you can. If you're, let me just pull a name out of a hat here. If you're Jason Zucker, okay, that's that's a pretty middle name, right, off of this roster, and you have it anywhere in your head that Sid is back and Sid's just going to be good for his career average of 1.x points per game or whatever it is, and you don't feel the same burden to score or to contribute to the offense that you might have last week in Tampa, that is a real problem. Not just for Zucker, but for all of the Penguins. They all have to commit to that. I I know what it'll sound like in public when it happens. The first game, Penguins look really flat. They didn't really have much of a jump and everything else, and Gino was back, and ah, it's all Gino. He ruined everything. And you even hear it about Sid. You even hear it about Sid. And I'm telling you, for the most part, it's not on them. It's on the rest of the team. And the head coach and his staff can pound into these guys' helmets all day long before a game that this can't happen, and it doesn't matter because it's human nature. Once more, understandable to an extent but you've got to guard against it. Sid looks like he's very close to coming back, by the way. I don't know that that means he'll be back tomorrow night against Dallas, but he looks like he's very close. If I'm the Penguins, I'm giving him off the Dallas game regardless because there's a big long break between that and the next game against uh, Toronto. But nonetheless, Sid's close to coming back. And if I'm anyone at all, of authority on this team, including, by the way, Sid himself, I am pounding this point. Look, man, this can be Sid before one of these games. I was up there in the press box in in Tampa and in Sunrise where Sid was, and I watched you guys, my teammates, down there on the ice competing like this. Please don't stop that on my account, okay? I'm very much happy to partake in this thing that you guys are doing here. I like the system too. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow in advance of the game against the Stars.